bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Well, well, well. We've got the season coming, and I mean the Halloween season right now. And I think what's in order, a lot of people like to run Halloween games, which is cool. I mean, there are scenarios out there and game systems that would work well. Of course, the first thing I think of is called Cthulhu, but I'd rather do a, I'd rather do a, a D&D type thing. And I'm not concerned with setting the mood so much as the material. I've always been a story guy. And this sounds funny coming off of all these episodes I've been doing about setting the mood and all that kind of stuff. But there are times when you just can't do it. You, and you just go for the... If you're going to run like a, a holiday show, like a Halloween game, look at the material and see if it'll support it. And it, there's nothing wrong with taking us. There's nothing wrong with the players and you taking a step back and just enjoying the character's reaction rather than trying to feel scared yourself. Because it's it's difficult to do. If you can, when it's pulled off correctly, it's great. But it is difficult to do, and I'm going to admit that right now, even though I've been trying to give you tips and stuff for it. So just go for the holiday. That's what I'm saying. And we'll talk about some of the things I want to do. What kind of Halloween-type thing I'd be into to run this year after this. Okay, so we've got a Halloween game coming up. Do you want to do something really mega spooky and really try and scare your players? Well, you can't always do that. I don't even try anymore. Yes, I darken the room. I may put candles out. I may put whatever out. But at the same time, I I realize that it is hard to do. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not trying to wimp out or anything. I'm just saying this is the way it goes. So what I'm doing this year, I think, if I can get a group together, if it's on a regular night, I think, hmm, Halloween's on a Thursday night. So that would be my Thursday group. I don't even know if we're playing then. But if I'm running, I'd like to do a haunted house thing. I just finished, and it's funny because I didn't think I had all that many. I've got like 1,600 discs, over 1,600 DVD and Blu-ray discs, I've said before. I didn't think I had very much for... I mean, horror is well-represented. Classic horror is well-represented. I'm getting into the groundhouse stuff. But at the same time, I didn't think I had any family-friendly Halloween stuff outside of maybe I've got Nightmare Before Christmas, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein. And that was about it. But I found another one I had. I had a Don Knotts collection, and they have the Ghost and Mr. Chicken in there. Which to me, I we and we, I watched it with my granddaughters yesterday. And, or the other day, rather. And... I watched it and I go, this is very Mayberry. And then I found out later that uh, like Andy Griffith helped Don out on this on his first real big solo after Limpet. This was his big solo start in movies. 
so he like the writers from the Andy Griffith show wrote it wrote wrote it and had quite a few character actors in there and it was takes place in racial Kansas which feels very much like very much like Mayberry but it felt that way but it also felt like a it felt like Scooby Doo before there was Scooby Doo and what it was was a throwback to these old haunted house pictures they used to do all the time where they, it was horror comedies, like Bob Hope used to do it. Amina Costello did a couple of them. Even Laurel and Hardy did, like the Laurel and Hardy murder case and things like that. So you got a precedent there. And you should, if you do that right, it's great. Now, the first one I think of as far as D&D and you know, horror haunted house stuff is The Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh. Because that's a haunted house in the classic horror comedy mold, without the comedy, of course. Because it's just a front for something else. And a lot of these movies were that way. It was just a front for something else. Which begs the question, magic or mundane? And when I say magic or mundane, what I mean is, is this really something supernatural going on? Or is somebody faking it? For another reason. I mean, you know, you see this on Scooby-Doo all the time. But even in Scooby-Doo, as the series, the the sets of series went on, they start getting more and more actual into ghosts and things like that. Ghosts and demons stuff. Not just some old guy, some guy trying to scare people off of something. So, you have that too. So, you can do a combination of both. Because I've seen the scenario also where it's a it's a haunted house castle whatever and they go and investigate it and they get scared but they're getting scared at stuff that isn't real that isn't that isn't supernatural isn't magical it's the bad guys pulling tricks on them but after it's all said and done they either they get out of the house or whatever or they find out what's going on sort of but then the bad guys tip their hand because, unbeknownst to them, there's a real ghost or some supernatural thing in here. And it's like, well, I didn't do that. Charlie did that. Charlie was supposed to ski. Yeah, but I'm over here. Who's that? You know, that kind of thing. And so you can mix it up. So I would sit down and try and figure out what's supernatural and what isn't. Think about it. If you go through a a spell list, say you have a haunted house, boom, and you go through a spell list and even look at monster stats in the older, in the games like ghosts, haunts, whites, all this other stuff, because they have spell-like abilities. Go through and say, okay, what spell-like abilities can I, can I kind of duplicate with smoke and mirrors and something else, wires or whatever? I mean, you don't have to justify it very much. But this is the way you can leave clues to the characters about something isn't right here. Some, this, this is supposed to be a spooky haunted house, but there's all these, like there's, they find the wire or something. They find uh, a, well, I like to use, remember the mage stones I talked about where you can, like basically it's, it's ESP, not ESP, but like a walkie-talkie where you tap it and you talk to somebody like a 200, it's a 200-mile range. Maybe they find a talk stone behind something that's, that's supposedly talking and the quote-unquote magic mouth looks really fake or something like that. 
And then they discover that and they say, what the heck is going on? They find other clues to solve the mystery. And maybe they solve the mystery, but the mystery is only half the problem. The other half is there's an actual ghost in there they got to get rid of. So that's an interesting way to play it. That's kind of a lights on, just go for it type of game. You know, don't worry about atmosphere. Just start rolling dice and see what happens. That that would be that would be great. I think that would be fantastic. So go ahead and take that, and I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or give me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized to as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you again, Jonathan Oliver Wendell Jessen. I'll, uh, Jonathan, I'm sorry, Jonathan Dorje Wendell Jessen. I knew I was going to do that one of these days. Sorry, guys. Oliver Shriek, Mark C. Wallring, Mark C. Wallring, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, and Daniel Reynolds. You guys are great. Thank you for supporting me. And don't forget Mark Wallring's show, The Yawning Owlbear. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.